0: Guy told me one time, don't let yourself get attached to anything you are not willing to walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you feel the heat around a corner. Now, if you're on me and you gotta move when I move, how do you expect to keep her a, a marriage? Well, that's an interesting point. What are you, a monk? I have a woman. What do you tell her? Tell her I'm a salesman. So then if you spot me coming around that corner, you're just gonna walk out on this woman, not say goodbye? That's the discipline. That's pretty vacant, Yeah, it is what it is. It's that or we both better go do something else, pal. I don't know how to do anything else. Neither
1: do I. I don't much want to either. Neither do I. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Red String Movie Podcast, the podcast where everything is connected. I'm your host, Jacob Thompson, and joining me is my co host, friend, and the person most likely to, when he's at a restaurant, he goes and asks for a refill and then just leaves without getting the, the refill, Alex Perkins. Perk, how are you doing tonight?
0: I'm well, thanks. Uh, It's a great prank. It's so (laughs) funny because they come back with the full cup and there's no one there.
1: And then what do they do? They they have to drink it or they throw it away? Yeah, what what do do you do with
0: it? You just like look around.
1: (laughs) It's one of my biggest pet peeves in any movie is when like, it's worse when they go to like a restaurant, like they sit down, order food, and then just fucking leave. And like, then leave, yeah. It's, it drives me bananas, but anyway, we'll get into it. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is the show where every perk and I review a movie that's connected to the last one we watched. Uh, I feel like our show, we post pretty much every Friday on podcast services and YouTube. Uh, also, check out our, our TikTok. I'm trying to, to post more on that and having a good time with that. But um, if you like our show, tell your friends about it and come watch some movies with us. Uh, last week we watched Dog Day Afternoon featuring Al Pacino and we thought, hey, this guy's pretty good. What's the movie we can see him in? And we had a lot of options, obviously, because, you know, Godfather and all that stuff, but we went with Heat. Uh, so, Perk, why don't you intro it for us?
0: Yeah, alright, so uh, Heat is a 1995 joint directed by Michael Mann starring the aforementioned Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Uh, and it's a, a back and forth between a... A police investigator and a uh, heist criminal and his gang, um, and yeah, antics ensue, mm-hmm.
1: as they often do in in these <laughs> as, movies.
0: As sometimes they do. Do you
1: have any fun facts for me?
0: Oh yeah, uh, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> um, uh, so the uh, obviously famous scene where they get coffee. Uh Al Pacino and Robert De Niro's characters, uh, was unrehearsed. And it was because De Niro thought that the scene would feel more natural uh, because the characters don't know each other at that point. Sure. So if they, you know, played it a little more off the cuff, it would feel uh, more like they were meeting for the first time.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, And then uh, another little fun tidbit is uh, the actor who played Wayne Grow. Mm -hmm. Went to prison in 2003, which, Mm. looking at him, doesn't surprise me. Sure. (laughs) Uh, And uh, everyone in prison called him Wayne (laughs) Grove. Yikes. Yeah. You know
1: who he looked like to me? Like, his Mm -hmm. eyes shape was Jason Momoa.
0: Oh, I don't don't know know why, but, like,
1: like, I I was looking at him, like, he looks really familiar to me, and I looked at his credits, and nothing popped out, but, I don't know, like, his face structure just was giving me Momoa vibes, but... Fair enough. Maybe the long hair, too. I don't know. Um, Perk, I got a lot to say, so I don't know if you want to go first. Want to let no, me go first.
0: I, I have a lot less, so I'll let you go first. Um,
1: here's the thing, Perk. I I did not like this movie, and I might go as far as to say this is a bad movie. <laughs> I really, really did not like this movie at all. Um, all right. I don't know what the fuck Pacino was doing. He is so like unnecessarily goofy and just, just yelling shit for no reason. Um, I think the, it's edited poorly, like, especially the action is edited pretty bad and, um, just baffling decisions made like Natalie Portman's character. What the fuck was that at the end? Out of nowhere, uh, just the female characters, I think are just written horribly. Um, and De Niro was solid, but like the story was just pretty boring and predictable and overall just really, really didn't like it. Is that all? I mean, I'll have more when we get into the plot. But yeah, Fair I, just off the top, I really, really uh, just like this movie.
0: Uh, I super disagree. Okay. Um, but, like, I'm not going to argue a lot of those points. Um, I think uh, you didn't actually call out one thing that I thought was pretty, pretty goofy about this movie. Um, they, in order to... More realistically, capture the sound of bullets. They just had mics scattered around. Oh yeah, that. Oh my god, dude. And uh one of the fun facts was there were no sound stages used in this in this movie, and I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. I could tell.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's dude. That Sounds scene where they're terrible. shooting in the street was so fucking loud and just yeah. painful it's, to, it's to listen the, to. It's uh, the
0: it's the epitome of all the like the classic. I, it happens so often in movies. I don't get it. Where. You can never hear any of the dialogue because the the dialogue scenes are quiet. Um, so, but so you have to turn it way up, and then the second a bullet's fired, you burst your eardrum.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, so uh, yeah, I'm all for uh, realism, but to an extent. Right. Um, well, yeah. Yeah i I don't uh I don't know. I I really enjoyed it. I liked the story a lot. Uh, it was I I think it was doughy, but I wasn't bored at any point. Um. I I think Pacino was in his bag. I thought he was great. Ugh, I disagree completely. Man. <laughs> I, I mean, that's fair. Um, uh, also, De Niro is, uh, I don't know, like sneakily in in my mind is like the best male actor of all time. I don't know. I'd have to think about it a little harder, but he's just so consistently good. I mean, I haven't seen Dirty Grandpa, <laughs> so that might tank my opinion. Yeah. But I have seen Jack and Jill, so I don't think Pacino can be in the conversation anymore. <laughs> well, um, I mean,
1: yeah. If we want to start with with the acting, like, sure. So here's the thing: I think Pacino was really good when he's like shows up to a, a situation. And he's like, "All right, we're doing this, this, this," and he feels like in control, right? And like he felt capable at his job in those moments. So I think it's like what you need from this kind of cat and mouse thing. If you want to like feel both sides are are smart and capable, but then he'll be like fucking. Interviewing or just going to talk to somebody, and it's just like needlessly aggressive for no reason, and then just start yelling the most insane shit. Like, we, and they go to talk to um, Val Kilmer's wife's uh, mistress guy. Or what's uh, the, yeah. The guy she's hooking up
0: with. The Las Vegas dude. He just starts yelling. The Simpsons guy, right?
1: Oh, I don't know about that. Um, he says because she's got a great ass i love me a great ass like what the fuck are you talking about or like he's talking to another dude at one point goes i'm donald duck
0: and i'm like but you know what the fuck are you doing like he just so that, goofy well that was one of those like um yeah well i'm the pope like it's I, yeah to be i know but ridiculous. like for some reason
1: it just like that's that's a classic you know that's a classic thing it's in writing with, with characters but like for whatever reason, it's just, he's just so. Whenever he starts yelling, I'm just like, what? He's a cartoon character and it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I just, I really, really <laughs> disliked all that stuff that he did. And then, like, with his, and the thing that I really don't buy with this movie is just all the relationships between men and women. Like, why? I, first, I didn't, I didn't actually think that him and his wife were married. I thought, like, he was, we you knew he was divorced, but I didn't think they were actually married. But no, they're married. And, like, at one point, she's like, all you do is like fuck me and leave essentially. But then she's also like, even if you were a fat bald bus driver, I'd love you till the ends of the earth. I'm like, why? <laughs> why? I don't believe you. If you're saying you guys he only have only have sex is the only poor relationship, which is also like, I'm madly in love with you and do whatever. It's like, no, I don't buy that for a goddamn second. And similarly with De Niro and, and Edie, they have the they meet at the bar, they have the most boring conversation I've heard in my entire life of like, where are you from? Oh, yeah, what do you do? Uh, it's just the most like first date level bullshit, right? They have sex. And then after that, they're like madly in love with each other. And she, he's fucking 20 years older than her. And I'm like, it's just so unbelievable. And the fact that they've met like three times and he's like run away to New Zealand with me. Also, you know, I'm a criminal now that have killed people. And she's like. Yeah, I'm going to stay. What the fuck? Like, it just, I don't buy any of this shit. And it just really undermines to me a lot of what happens. Because a lot of the, the tension is with the relationships. And I'm just like, I don't fucking buy it. Like, both of these relationships make no sense at all.
0: All right. But you did say <laughs> there were no good female characters. I i will counter. Uh, I thought Ashley Judd was great. And I thought her character was good, too.
1: Which one was, was she? I'm I look it up.
0: She's uh, Val Kilmer's. Oh, Charlene? yeah, yeah wife.
1: she was she was pretty solid yeah um, she, I,
0: she was definitely the strongest female character yeah um, i'd agree with I that agree the, with
1: my, my that. issue with that whole thing was um when val kilmer is like sleeping in de niro's apartment and um he's like oh she's gonna leave me and he was like why he's like ah because i'm not making enough money and it's like no because you're gambling but de niro never calls him out for gambling He's just like, oh, I guess we gotta make more money then, because you keep gambling it away. I mean, at least the near like goes to uh, Charlene's. Like, hey, I'll pay for you to get the fuck out of here if he fucks up again. But uh, I'm like, if he's your friend, fucking tell him to clean up his act. And he's like, no, we'll just make more money so you can gamble some more. Like, it's just I don't know. And that, yeah. that undermined their their friendships. I'm like, if you were actually a good friend, you would tell him to fucking clean it up.
0: I'm sure they've had that conversation before, but we haven't seen that though. No, but we don't get to see everything, Jake. You gotta, you gotta. I'm, Cross some dots in in your brain. It was right there. He, he was talks to right him like, about it.
1: Kind of. He ne- he never once like uh, questions him for gambling. Not once in this entire movie. All right. You only find out about it because Charlene yells at Val Kilmer about it. But I don't know. I just. And then yeah, the Natalie Portman thing comes out of fucking nowhere, and it's like super like fucked up and traumatizing. But like all we get is Pacino. Telling De Niro, like, oh, I got a steps out or fucked up because she misses her dad. And, and then we get that. And then we get her, you know, trying to unalive herself. And I'm just like, Jesus. Like, that was like zero to 150 with like almost zero setup. Because we haven't seen Natalie Portman at that point for like an hour and a half, probably. And I don't, it just I don't think the movie needed that at all.
0: Yeah, I. I I don't really understand the reasoning behind it. I can see where they kind of drew up the. um Like the logic to it, because that's pretty much all that we're told about Natalie Portman's character is that, you know, she misses her dad. And I think it's kind of demonstrated that she might be uh, potentially on the spectrum and and take some things a little maybe harsher than. Maybe we have
1: one scene to establish that and it's like. I just seems like a kid. She's like, yeah, like I where's my thing? Like I'm trying to do this. Like I care about seeing my dad. Like that seems all like very normal stuff. Like nothing to me indicated that like oh she might be like suicidal. It just felt yeah. It just felt like yeah. I felt like they needed something to bring Pacino and his wife back together. And they're like oh I guess we'll we'll do this super traumatizing thing.
0: I guess I, I yeah it could be, I, yeah I don't know I don't really know what he's trying to say with that but emblematic of the strain that divorce puts on children. I, it, it's kind of out of left field and unrelated to the plot. But. Well, cause
1: we focus way much, so much more on Pacino and his wife's relationship and her like cheating on him. And like, that's, mm-hmm. we get a lot of that. I think that's actually pretty good, like pretty well done. It's just, this came out of left field at the end. I'm like, okay. It just felt like too lazy. Of Yeah. Just a, a, it may a have just device. been like a,
0: a wow moment type thing.
1: Yeah. And one, one other thing I want to <laughs> just yell about quick before I throw it back to you is like, why do we even have the Allstate guy in this movie? Uh, oh, me, no.
0: Like, in, on this, we entirely agree. Dennis Haysberg Like, what the fuck? We
1: get introduced to him out of nowhere. Just We're cutting to the scene. No, no context at cut, all. And then come yeah. back one more time. No context. And then, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Hey, our driver pulled out. You want to do it? And then he dies immediately. It's like, what the fuck was that?
0: Like, it, no, it was very much a waste of time. I, I, you know, I suppose he's trying to tie it like the connections you forge in prison or something but we got we got no setup story about this guy <laughs> for uh, for him to just die and it's like damn the horrors of of uh robbery uh, I, yeah yeah no i thing. that was that was my one biggest complaint is i think uh that entire plot line can be taken out of the movie um yeah. and then you don't even need like I don't even think you need to establish another driver. No. Maybe just one of them has to drive.
1: Yeah, one of them stays or in the car grab, and starts shooting.
0: Grab a guy. Or maybe like a wife does it or something I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like but they didn't have I'm, to I'm try to set
1: up this character. Yeah. Yeah. They were grasping too, apparently. Yeah. It just felt like they're like, hey, we have Pacino and De Niro, it'll be fine.
0: No, and I understand why they had to write Danny Trejo out of um uh, by the way. Danny Trejo Was playing it? Trejo.
1: Was that actually Danny Trejo?
0: Yeah, of course it was. What? Are you
1: serious? <laughs> well, I'm like, they wouldn't name him Trejo, would they? Of course. <laughs> well, he looked—he's pretty young. I, I wasn't sure if it was actually him or not. Yes, it um, is. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I was like, what the fuck, Danny Trejo? No, um, I understand
0: why they had to write him out because to tie up the whole Van Zandt thing, and yeah. and and all that. But, um, but oh, yeah, yeah, having a full like three separate full cutaway scenes to establish a character just to be your backup getaway driver when we don't even have scenes to establish the main getaway driver. Like yeah. Danny Trejo's just kind of there.
1: Yeah. Another thing that was weird, like set up and no payoff was – well, okay, let me give you a couple things really quick. Pacino never finds out that Wingro was the serial killer. I think is odd because they spent like a, a whole – like a pretty big scene of establishing Pacino. Like, I'm going to get this guy or, you know, I need to get vengeance for these people that have died. He never finds out. Also, I thought like we were going to find out who Nellie Portman's dad was. And it was going to be a reveal. Cause I thought it was me. Wayne girl. I thought Wayne girl was going to be her dad.
0: I had that. And I was going to like
1: tie everything back together. And like, okay, what about this perk? I'm like, throw, I'm not saying I'm a better writer, but like, what if Rainco was her dad and he did come back up and he abused her. And that led her to then do what she did. That I feel like would have worked. And then that would have tied in with like Pacino. And the Sims being a silly killer. Like, it would tie everything together.
0: As yeah, opposed but, to just her
1: throwing that at the end.
0: Yeah, but, and let me emphasize that this is a joke. Uh, don't you think that'd be a little dark, Jacob?
1: <laughs> I mean, honestly, it would, not maybe...
0: Well, but, you yeah, just but, it, uh, my, but like, the yeah. insinuation I'm making here is it's already pretty damn dark.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't, I mean, this is, so this is Natalie Portman's third movie. I can't imagine her being that young, being asked to do that scene. Like, that's... I can't imagine that was easy for her. And I think that's a bit. I don't know. I don't think we needed it. We mean, don't think we needed all that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I've been yeah. ranting enough. Do, do, you, do you want to talk about anything that you liked about this movie?
0: I mean, I very much so liked the plot line. Um, I liked the character interplay. As I already mentioned, I did like Pacino. Um, I think his wife, her performance is at least good. Mm. Um, I thought. Uh, Val Kilmer was really good. I,
1: Val Kilmer's good, yeah.
0: I, I was interested to see, because I just assumed, because Val Kilmer, I assumed he'd be like bad guy number one. And it's like, no, it's not that simple. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I did like the scene between him and his wife when she like tells him to yes, go at the end.
0: I thought that was super good as well. Uh, really a touching scene for sure. Um, yeah, Ashley Judd killed it. I think she was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I like I, I like the story a lot. I like how things interweave. I definitely think there's fat that could absolutely be trimmed, um, but the and some of the tiebacks I think are really cool. Um, I I don't know how I feel about the ending. I kind it's, of yeah. I so I feel like it an, wanted
1: to be Point Break.
0: Does that yeah, make sense? May, maybe maybe a little bit. I, did this come out after Point Break?
1: I'm sure. I'm sure
0: Michael Mann was not inspired by Point Break. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. You never Um, know. (laughs) But I, uh, I, I think for me, it would have been nice if De Niro gets away after adhering to his own rule, Mm. because I thought that scene was incredibly powerful. Given, I agree with you. I think the relationship is a little flimsy, but when he walks out of the hotel. And he sees Pacino, and we've been told several times throughout the film, you have to be able to cut everything in 30 seconds if you feel heat around the corner. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that scene. I love that scene so much. And I kind of wish he had gotten away, but at what cost kind of a thing.
1: Sure. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I I would have cared a lot more if I bought his relationship with Edie at all. I just sure. Not for a fucking second. I bought that because it just made zero sense but yeah no I I agree I think if he would have gotten away because of that it would have and then a scene of him like being alone in New Zealand or whatever yeah you know I think that would have hit harder than yeah but you know like holding his hand and like triumphant music playing it's like what, what 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 are we doing here like what's what are you trying to it, what, what theme are you trying to impart on me because I don't get it I feel like they were trying to say like greed is bad but like it wasn't greedy at the end he's like alright well he was greedy and then he went over Wayne Grove but like he stuck to his rule and it's still, yeah, it just didn't really, I don't know. Didn't hit. For I know. Yeah.
0: I, I also, I liked, I saw the obvious answer that he was going to get tipped off about Wayne Grew and He, he was going to fold and go back and that was going to ruin everything. Yeah. Um, and I like that cause it feels very in character.
1: Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree with that. I, also, I think John Voight is really good. I liked his, his yeah, character John Voight's lot. good too.
0: Definitely. Um, smaller role, but handled with aplomb. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and the the final scene, I like the set piece, I I I do, but it's a little goofy in the end yeah. because like Robert De Niro is holding a a corner of a crate, and Al Pacino is wandering in the middle of the field, yeah, with, with no cover, no cover yeah. at all, and and then <laughs> and then instead of just like leaning around the corner and doming him, De Niro chooses to step out into the flash of light, like a giant silhouette, be like, hey, shoot yeah. me. Shoot yeah. <laughs> me! And then uh, Pacino sees it and does. Um, oh, also, uh, I forgot to mention, but there was a a fun fact that may explain some of the Pacino being incredibly erratic for no reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was uh, a lot cut from... The original story was that he had a cocaine habit.
1: Honestly, that would have done a lot for me. Yeah, that done it, a lot.
0: it does make some things... Make a lot more sense because he yeah because he, he goes from zero to six yeah
1: insane and I'm just like what mm-hmm. are you doing I thought you were supposed to be like a good cop and you're yelling at your your snitches like
0: and they no you know. and I I agree with you actually I think that added context would have done a lot but yeah yeah you can only judge what's out there.
1: Speaking of the the gunplay and the action, like I mentioned, I, I didn't really like how it was edited. I think the opening heist, the idea for it is cool, but like the way we're cutting between, I'm like is Kilmer in the same car as De Niro? Or is he in another car? And, like, they're all wearing masks. I'm like, I don't know who's who. But one, like, I think Bill Kilmer had a black mask. And it was just very hard to understand. And I may, maybe they're going for, like, chaotic. But, like, even just, like, setting up the plan, it was, like, very hard to tell what was happening. Right. Um, and then, yeah, the whole gunfight in the street, On paper, I guess, is cool, but again, I'm like, I don't believe these cops are going to be open-firing machine guns when civilians are just around. And also, fucking Pacino shooting Michael Sizemore in the head when he's holding that girl. Are you fucking kidding me? There is no way in hell he wouldn't take that shot. No way in hell he would take that shot to possibly hit a a small girl. Like, are you—I just do not buy that shit at all. (laughs) Um. If he was on cocaine, maybe. But, like, you're not that confident you can hit this dude.
0: So I, I really liked how that set piece was planned out and drawn out. Mm -hmm. I think it was the action was really cool in theory, but yeah, I don't think it was edited quite to perfection. Um, and the sound was a problem for me. Um, but I, another fun fact for you, there were quite a lot on this movie. (laughs) Um, at one point Val Kilmer runs out of bullets and changes the mag quickly Mm-hmm. Apparently they they show that video to Marines as a demonstration of how you should do that efficiently. Oh, interesting. And were they so, Val, Kilmer, Val Kilmer was super proud of that, and yeah, I would be too.
1: <laughs> wait, so when you were talking earlier about them shooting it, were they using like blanks, like live, like actual guns with blanks? I
0: assume they were blanks. Yeah, that w- okay, that but would it was make like sense. Real weapons, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I, that would I, I, surely emphasize the point of like they want it to sound like real gunfire, right? Which.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the line between, like, realism versus uh, enjoyment for the audience is, like, not worth it in this case.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's the classic. I mean, video games do this where it's, like, realism-wise, you should have to open this cabinet and by hand look at every object in the cabinet. Mm-hmm. But maybe we just say collect all. No. Yeah,
1: looking at you, Red Dead Redemption 2.
0: Yes, that that's um, the one I was referencing.
1: Another line that made me chuckle is when um, De Niro is getting the plans from, was it Kelso's, the guy's name? Mm -hmm. Um, Kelso goes, The boards go straight into the CPU. That's not a thing. <laughs> you can't put boards into a CPU. Well, it's the other way around. <laughs> Me and you built a computer perk. It's just, can we get one person on set who knows how a computer works? It's like saying, oh, they go to the mainframe. Mainframes don't exist.
0: You're preaching to the choir, brother. I've been pissed off at Marvel movies for 30 years. <laughs> for <doing this> stuff. <laughs> just call someone at MIT. Anyone. Like just, a a yeah. freshman will will Call a freshman at out. Michigan
1: Tech. They, will, they yeah. can answer your questions. Um, but yeah, I, the, I, I will say the positive thing. I think the diner scene is the best scene in the movie. Like, no question.
0: The uh, uh, the coffee when they are across yeah. each other? Yeah, I yeah. agree. It's, I feel like I've seen it probably because I have, like, at least referenced. Yeah. Um, I will say that is, the
1: setup for that scene makes no sense of why Pachino's no. like, oh, yeah, we've been tracking him. Oh, let me just pull him over and then take him to coffee. Why? Um, but them two together and their chemistry, they've been, you know, each other for a long time, right? I mean, it was mm-hmm. really good and. It was really a really conversation, but um I don't know if it was worth the whole movie for me personally.
0: Ah, fair enough. Yeah I, yeah, I don't have much more to say. I mean, I so very clearly here, I mean, I didn't I didn't watch this movie with a very critical lens, which sometimes that's just the mood I'm in. <laughs> sure. I just I watched it to have a good time and I did. So
1: I mean uh, I was laughing at it <laughs> a couple times. Uh um, fair. And yeah, I, I yeah, I wasn't trying to go in like hate, like trying to hate on it. Um, it was just kind of, this kind is gonna of happen. Uh, and a lot of it was Pacino yelling, <laughs> without a cocaine addiction.
0: Right, right. Um,
1: as far as like recommendations, I, in my opinion, if you want a story with like the cat and mouse between detective and criminal or hero and criminal, I think like they are a better showcases. I think. I mean, I mentioned The Departed, which I did shine a little bit recently, but The Departed, I think, is is Way more entertaining in that aspect, and I think also like something like Death Note um, has really fun cat and mouse stuff, um, and then also like I said, I, I'm getting I got a lot of Point Break vibe, vibes from this. Not as much because they're not like hanging out, but like
0: it, similar kind of you know cop versus baddie. Yeah, and like but we respect stuff. each
1: other kind of a thing, and also yeah, yeah like what you know the the thing that cemented it was but you know holding his hand at the end with the music. I'm just like, well, what? <laughs> it felt like you know uh swayze going into the the waves and dying kind of yeah um and i think point break is just better so yeah do you have any recommendations
0: uh yeah the the part that came to mind as well but it's a little more involved of a story yeah. uh i think a good option would be the town
1: mm, um, i've not seen that one that's affleck right
0: yeah, Affleck and Jeremy Renner in his best role, in my opinion. But that Have you seen the, the Hurt Locker? No, I would say the Hurt Locker is nuts. Um, but The Town is a great heist movie that also features a central romance being kind of a um, an obstacle, but it's it's handled a lot better, I think, because um, there's really only one romance to mm. focus on. I, I think that yeah. was part part of this movie is like it's tough to develop relationships when you're trying to do that with three relationships at the same time. Yeah. Uh, you just don't really have the time to dedicate. And it's a three-hour movie already. You don't have much extra time to dedicate. Um, right. But they did manage to sneak in a sex scene, which <laughs> not to be a prude, but I, some quote from somewhere I saw was like uh, sharing a meal In a movie is representative of sex sex in a movie is representative of nothing Hmm. Um, which is a little oversimplified but like that whole scene is like oh these two are romantically involved i think it's it's
1: even i think they're (laughs) trying to say like no they're in love i feel like sex and in a lot of movies is like like i agree like having a meal together and connecting is like they like each other but like Having sex, like, no, like, they're in love, and they'll do anything for each other. And it's like, I just didn't buy that with De Niro. Because, like, again, he's 20 years older than her. And I'm just like, and they have have such a first date, boring-ass conversation. (laughs) It's literally like, where are you from? What do you do? There's no, like, spark or connection point. And then they hook up, and then they they see each other three times in this movie. On the second (laughs) time they see each other, he's like, run away with me to New Zealand. It's... (sighs) Maybe they saw each other other times, but it's just, I yeah, don't, I don't thing mind at all.
0: They probably saw each other other times just off screen. Um, yeah.
1: I don't know. Not, not my fave uh, relationship. Fair <laughs> but I, I do think the Val Kilmer one was, was done pretty well. Yeah. Um, well, there we go. That is our view of Heat. Um, I feel like I need to apologize, but I'm not going to <laughs> uh, nah. for my, my takes. Never um, apologize
0: for your opinion. Unless yeah, it's just, wrong. Then do. <laughs>
1: um, before we reveal we're watching next week, I do our little bonus reviews. Um, Perk, why don't you start us off? What do you what'd you watch?
0: I finished Ted Lasso. <sighs> I still haven't yet, because I haven't no watched Apple you Plus. You don't have the means. Yeah. Um So to start off of season three, I wasn't sold. They had an episode which you've seen, right? Amsterdam. The Amsterdam. Incredible. Fully, fully brought me back on board.
1: Mm-hmm. One of the
0: best episodes of the show. Um, there is one episode in the back half that I just did not enjoy watching. Um, and then after that, it was just home run after home run. In, mm-hmm. in the final mm-hmm. stretch, they really know where they need to hang out. Um, like they know their niche. They, they know where they need to be. They have some good heavy hitting emotional moments. Some good team moments. Uh, all the characters have some decent closure with exception. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I loved it. I love that show, start to finish. Um, my only real gripe with the third season after watching it in summary, is I don't really like anything they did with Keeley in the mm. season. Mm. Um, and you'll see when you finish what i 'm talking about potentially um and then also there's a decision with the ending which i'm sick of um but <laughs> it does it doesn't ruin anything so okay, okay. um yeah, yeah i'll try I mean,
1: to figure out a way to watch it hopefully if soon.
0: anyone hasn't gotten on the bandwagon watched head lasso it we're it's gonna be out of the cultural zeitgeist soon, and no one'll demand you watch it anymore but it really is worth a watch. Yeah, um, it's just a great, emotionally resonant show with a lot of positive characters, which is really hard to find nowadays. It's all mm-hmm. like, oh, you got to watch Blackbird. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't really <laughs> want to watch Blackbird though. Yeah,
1: but Taron Egerton, we love him.
0: I know, and and Paul Walter ha- Walter Hauser is also really yeah. good at acting. It's yeah. just, it's about prison and a and a crazy psychopath. It's like, yeah. Or I could watch Futurama again, man. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Speaking of Apple TV, did you see the trailer for After Party Season 3 came out?
0: No. There's a Season 2?
1: Maybe maybe Season 2. I, I think thought, Season 2. I, I think there was a Season 2. I don't know. But okay, anyway, in the, in the next season, uh, Sam Richardson is going to be in it.
0: Good, because he's great. Mm-hmm. We love everything <laughs> Sam does.
1: <laughs> we love Sam. Um,
0: Especially the Metal Maniac. Yeah. <laughs>
1: The main thing that I finished um uh, was not a movie or a show, but I need to talk about it because I spent fifty-two hours playing it, which was Final Fantasy sixteen. My God, that game was long. Um <laughs> I'll speak on the story. so it, it's basically Game of Thrones Attack on Titan. Um, in that there's a lot of it's you know, high fantasy, um, like medieval setting with nations kind of plotting against each other, and they each have um uh, essentially a Titan Attack of Titan, whereas a person can transform into like a giant monster kind of a thing, and they get, like, kaiju battles and stuff for mm-hmm. territory. Uh, so pretty cool. I think the main character is great. His name is Clive, which is kind of awkward, but he's a good dude. Um, and I think a lot of the relationships worked very well. Female characters could have been written a little bit better and maybe had a little more screen time and a little bit less, like, fawning over Clive. Um, and But overall, like, okay. Um... And I think the ending, ed- the ending was really solid, and I'm just happy the ending didn't ruin the game because that happens a lot with me with not just games, but like movies and shows where like a bad ending can just ruin the whole experience, which is perhaps unfair, but it's kind of what happens to me sometimes. Um, but yeah, I really, I overall really enjoyed the game. Mainly, the the, the combat is just incredibly fun and, you know. The best part of the game but the, the story was, was very very solid and uh, I'm happy I, I took the time to, to do it I'm glad it's over but <laughs> I'm glad I, I got through it so uh, yeah that was Final Fantasy 16. what else did you watch Burke?
0: Uh, I also did not watch but have a game review for you mm. um, I finished Outer Wilds oh baby which is a game that Jacob has been telling me to play for a while and one of my coworkers also told me I should play it was on sale for the Steam sale so Picked it up, uh, couldn't put it down.
1: Yeah, that it's game so addictive, is
0: insane. It's uh, just the mystery of it and the threads unraveling. You, I, you just want to keep going. You want to learn more. Yeah. You want to learn more. And then I get to a point where, oh no, I I don't want to know anymore. I stop, <laughs> stop now. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, it it just it's such a unique experience. I've never played a game like it where yeah. it's all story uh and it's all character like personally driven like you learn what you want to by going places and learning things all on your own there's only one character interaction in the game that's mandatory yep after that you do whatever you want and you can i uh, I didn't because I'm a nerd but you can you can miss like a half of this game mm-hmm. you can you mm-hmm. can finish the game without playing through, like, a large portion and a very cool portion. Yeah. Um, which, uh, you probably will know what part of the game I'm talking about, but scared the life out of me.
1: Oh, yeah. I was like, losing my shit. The because same place.
0: at the same, at, at that point, it was, like, 2 a.m. on a Tuesday night. Yeah. I was yeah. like, cool. Oh! Yeah. So scary, uh, dude. Yes, but but Beautiful. At the same yeah. time, like I, it, I can't recommend this game enough. Obviously the, the meme is no spoilers. Yeah. You, you really can't, honestly you can't anything. though, yeah. you have the to go into this know, the game better. without knowing anything. Um, I went in without knowing anything, or at least I didn't know too much. Um, yeah. Which ended in a pretty funny experience. I'll tell Jacob about after we're done recording, but yeah. Yeah, I, I'm like desperately looking for another game like this, but they just don't really exist. <laughs> they don't exist, yeah. Um, I bought the DLC. I'm going to play that. Um, but yeah, Outer Wilds, 10 out of 10. I I don't know. It's it's weird. Maybe it has to do with the interactive nature, but I feel like for me, there are so many more 10 out of 10 games than there are movies. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, I, And maybe it's just with personal involvement the flaws kind of um seem less obvious whereas like if i'm just watching something on the screen i'll be like oh yeah that's dumb that's stupid whereas like "Ooh, i'm flying a spaceship
1: yeah maybe because they're longer if there's like a small thing you don't like you kind of it gets evened out over time and yeah dropping a pond sure yeah exactly um outer wilds is one of my favorite games of all time and it's essentially like in, the only archaeological game I've ever mm-hmm. played. It's really an archaeology game, like it's set in a very small solar system that you can move around and figure out the history of this culture. Which set, maybe it sounds boring to some people, and maybe even to me before I played it. If you tell me what it was, I'm like, "Oh, it's kind of boring. I don't care about history." But man, it is just fascinating once you get in, the, in there and understand like what happened to these people and what is currently happening, and um, it's just. Yeah, it is life changing, man. Like, that, there's no game like it. Um, so, if you play games at all and you have injected it out, I can't recommend it enough, just like Perk. Um, I got two little have reviews for you. Okay. Like two little, just kind of fun things. Um, the other night, Joseph and Alyssa, my roommates, were watching Arrival, and I went upstairs and watched the second half with them. I've seen it before, and I'm a big fan. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I really love that movie. It's, I really love the alien design. I think it's mm-hmm. super creative and super well showcased and shown. Kind um, of
0: reminiscent of Outer Wilds in a way, yeah, in a simpler yeah. way.
1: Um, and the twist is just so cool. I do think the movie—I mean, granted, I only watched the second half. But I do think the movie loses some. It's not very rewatchable because once okay. you know what the thing is, then it's not as exciting. Sure. Um, but it's still just really, really cool. And I, I really—I know some people are not as hot on it, but. I think it's a really cool movie and I, I like it a lot. Um,
0: yeah, definitely one of my favorites. I haven't seen it in too long, um, but it's just another feather in Denny's cap, man. Yeah. His, his yeah. filmography is impeccable. Yeah. And really, a, lo- a lot of people would do good by themselves by going back and digging through some of his older movies, you know, Prisoners and Enemy, Sicario. Like, these aren't even yeah. that old. They're not dated yeah. at all. They've come out in the last 20 years. Uh, yeah, just he, he's so consistent as a filmmaker. Well,
1: and I've only seen his sci-fi stuff. I've only seen Arrival, Blade Runner, and Dune, and his his visual language is just incredible, mm-hmm. um, especially with the sci-fi stuff. So yeah, I, I I need to take some time and go back and watch his older stuff too. But I'm sure we'll get yeah. there at some point. Yeah, and then the other little little fun thing is so one <laughs> of the podcasts I listen to, one of the guys on it, uh, just for whatever reason, just started rewatching Suits. Uh, if you remember the show on USA back in the mm-hmm. day um, and his coworkers were giving him shit for it, like it's an old show and, you know, he's just like addicted to it. I'm like, oh man, I watched Suits back in the day. I loved Suits, I watched the first four seasons, you know, when I was in high school or whatever. And then it was, I finished watching Heat and on Netflix, it, Suits popped up as like the next preview. I'm like, I'll watch the pilot because the pilot's great. And then I watched like four episodes. It's <laughs> just like, I love Suits, man. It's so, it's so fun. The characters are so fun to watch. And it's just, it's a great time. I might, I might keep watching it. I might not, but if you you've ever seen it, but it's, it's such a fun to watch.
0: That's the, the premise is that they just dress like lawyers and pretend to be lawyers.
1: No, that's, that's like, <laughs> except okay. it's about, uh, their cops. No suits. I'll give you the, the quick rundown here. Um, suits is about a kid named Mike Ross. Who's like a super genius kid, but he got kicked out of college because he, um, sold a math test. Um, And so now he takes the bar exam for people. Um, So they they pay him to impersonate them and take the bar exam so they can be lawyers. And um, antics ensue, and he runs into this very, very successful lawyer from this law firm uh, in an interview. And they get it off, and he's like, all right, you can come work for me, but we have to lie and tell people that you are a lawyer and passed the bar and went to Harvard because they only hire from Harvard. So the show is this kid, Mike, with his mentor, Harvey. And he's really – Mike's really smart, but he's obviously – he didn't go to law school. He just most book knowledge, but not actual, like, real-world knowledge. So it's him learning and then Harvey trying to – they're trying to get him to kind of open up because he's very selfish, you know, classic kind of lawyer type. Um, so it's like him opening up and Mike kind of getting better as a lawyer, and their dynamic is just so uh, fun. Um, and, yeah, there's other characters at the – Firm as well that are really fun to watch. Meghan Markle, that was her big role before she
0: mm.
1: went and married Prince Harry. Um, so yeah, it's it's a great time. Highly recommend it.
0: Yeah, I uh, I wonder if that four hours you spent watching Psych could have been applied to honoring the memory of a recently deceased actor whose uh, movie you are contractually obligated to watch <laughs> and haven't done for like four months it's now. On.
1: Jacob my list it who isn't on who your passed, list you started suits again who passed away alan arkin oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the oh, viewers God. want answers jacob <laughs> i will I, I i promise here's what i can promise i will not malala you until i would get it done
0: you're just not allowed to malala me ever again at this point <laughs> i'm gonna you watch the turnaround time is ridiculous
1: <laughs> i've been busy okay <laughs>
0: No, you haven't. You just told me you watched four <laughs> episodes of Suits.
1: I shouldn't have. I stayed up too late last night on a school oh, night. Yeah. Fair enough. On a
0: school night, well, no less.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's fine. It's fine. I'll get to it. <laughs> Did you? Do you have anything else? Or that, was that it? No. Okay, that was your two. That's all, all right. I got. Well, that is our show for this week. I, I feel bad. I need to watch a little more sunshine. I promise I will.
0: I just need to. Your your word means nothing. <laughs> Malala is crying. <laughs> well, you we know, I would
1: perk, were- but you're forced us to watch two movies for next week because uh true. <laughs> our plan for next week, we're doing this for the first time on the podcast, uh well, we've done double feature before, no, not. but not like yeah. this. Not in this we've scenario. never done a theatrical release, so here's the plan. We're gonna watch the original Mission Impossible and the
0: con- connection being John Voigt.
1: Yes, thank you. John yep. Voigt. Um, and we're gonna watch Dead Reckoning part one. Um which was gonna happen anyway, but we might as well, you know, tie it in and have a good time with it. So uh Mission Impossible one is available on Paramount Plus, um, and then Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning part one will be in theaters. And I'm telling you what, you need to go see it this weekend because it's the only weekend's gonna be on IMAX because Oppenheimer's kicking it out uh the following weekend. So you gotta go support uh if you wanna see it on the big screen, which I think you're gonna, uh, if we know anything about Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise. So yeah, a little double feature for next week. Mission Impossible, the original on uh, Paramount Plus, and then Dead Reckoning Part One in Theaters. Um, so yeah. Until then. Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye bye.